This is Unsocial Spectators with Clay Harrison and Mark Ramsey. And uh, you can find us at unsocialspectators.com and also at unspectators on Twitter. And welcome to episode 70 of Unsocial Spectators. Hey now. Hello, hello. How's it going, man? Oh, pretty good. I have surgery on Wednesday. Oh, good luck, man. Yeah. Keep my fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. So, so what oh. all the, are they played? Is it is this uh, the uh, from the opening from yeah the stitches? yeah they're the stitches came open and they have to sew them back up. Ugh. Oh. Rough. Hey, at least I get to have some more of that uh, juice. <laughs> I love juice. Yeah. Yeah, the juice will kill you. Yeah, I got my follow-up uh, next week. But all my glue and, and, I, uh, uh, and everything has come off. So um, I just have a few little, like, little tiny scars from everything. But it's just weird because I have... I have my giant scar from when I was an infant and then another scar right above that where they pulled the cancer out. Well, hopefully they got everything. Yeah. Um, okay, this week we talked about uh, we're going to review the movie Threads <laughs> from 1984. The best thing about this was I... I, when I'm surfing YouTube and I'm looking for stuff, always looking for film ideas, this video pops up and it says, this movie um, damaged me. Uh, <laughs> and so I had to watch it and it was Threads. And fuck, it, it is a bummer. It is maybe the most depressing movie I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, I would put it up there with... Um, Oh my God! What's the Jared Leto drug movie? Oh, a uh, requiem for a dream. Yeah, that's pretty depressing. Yeah, that's like, and they're all like one timers. Like that's oh yeah. You, you you never like. I don't ever want to watch this again. There's no and and the wild part is it starts off really slow. Oh yeah. Like and I was like, oh okay, because because I you know how we were talking about the day after was like a week long affair. I looked it up. It was two hours or it was like, uh, yeah, it was just two hours. And I was like, what the hell? So this was this was uh, at two hours and 15 minutes in, like you, they're just kind of setting up the people there. You know, it's just a lot of uh, newspapers in the background talking about, you know, everything that's going to happen. The you know, uh, it's all rushes in Afghanistan. The U.S. is going to intervene for their policies. And it's all just radio talk. They and they build it up as like the, the two superpowers have caused this. What's wild is to even think of uh, 1984 and a nuclear bomb going off somewhere and not being able to confirm it. Right. <laughs> That was a weird moment in that show, and I was just like, holy shit. But they they set you up, but with the two, I, I, I think they're the two primary characters or this couple that find out that they're pregnant, 
They're both really young. He he is going to propose to her. He's like going to come meet her family, and and it's just people like while this shit's going on around him, trying to like just live life, and uh, and then there's like raids on the grocery store. As things start to escalate, things start to go uh, pretty wild. That is, we have we've seen since then. Yeah, had it really issues. reminded me of COVID. You know. Yeah, just the run on the grocery store and the motherfuckers saying you can shop elsewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, and fuck that. <laughs> but uh so they so they set up like this kind of this uh it's in Sheffield, England, right? Yeah. And uh and this neighborhood of people and stuff, and then just fucking wipe it out. Just destroy it. Uh they talk and what's what's different from the day after is they give you like statistics in between. Like yeah. you're not getting, it's not a special effects movie. No. It is. It is. Uh, actually, I th- I'm pretty sure that a lot of it is stock footage from wars, from Hiroshima, Hiroshima, because it you saw like what looked like news pictures uh, through the montages. Uh-huh. So they so they get the hit with the EMP. They all lose power. The guy's trying to run home to go find his uh, baby mama, and and then the heat hits, the heat wave hits, and that's really what destroys everything. People are on fire, uh, and then they start giving you the timeline of like so many days after the attack and what they're going through. And the most ridiculous thing I saw was uh, the government goes down into this. I would say it's a bunker, but it really looks like a basement of a building. Yeah, it's a basement of like the the city hall or something. Yeah, and so uh, uh, they're all down there, quote, working. And that was the biggest piece of bullshit I ever thought. I mean, we have politicians that don't even work now, and we don't have anything going on like that. But I can't even believe that... Uh, any politician or government agency would still be functioning after taking a hit like that. Nah. That they would just crumble and go like every, every man for themselves. Sure. Sure. I mean, that's the way we kind of are living in this country now because we don't have any political help. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was super depressing. I don't recommend it to anyone, but especially with any sort of suicidal ideation. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, definitely. Because if, if you're on drugs that that might uh, make you a little bummed out, don't watch this. <laughs> yeah, because I was in a pretty decent mood, and it just drugged me down. Yeah. I, I put on. I I swear to God, I watched uh, a Disney animated movie after I watched Tangled. Yeah, you had to, because <laughs> you just can't get that out of your head. There, uh, primarily it focused, I mean, the neat thing, the difference between the day after and this is the day after is more of a story. Yeah. And it has actor, and I'm not saying that these weren't actors, these were unknowns, and they purposely hired unknowns because they wanted people to not go, hey, that's this actor, you know, because in the day after we got Stephen First, we got John Lithgow, Steve Gutenberg, uh, you know, so you had these actors, but Honestly, I remember the day after pulling me in so much that I was like, uh, "Jason uh, Robards." Jason Robards. He's amazing. Uh, 
Yeah, because he starts, I remember him just getting radiation poisoning near the end of it, and it was just like, ugh. But you see it's so advanced in Threads that, like, the final, like, 20, 30 minutes is essentially, like, they do time jumps of, like, a year, 10, and then 16 years in the future is when the movie ends. Yeah. And at this point, what they the story is, that the the woman that was pregnant uh has her baby and has to ha- and, and like you know is having in this nuclear you know uh post-apocalyptic nuclear winter that's happening but is able to raise the kid the interesting part of of what i really liked was the fact that because there's no school there's no community that all the words these kids yeah learn the, is just lang- the broken yeah broken the English. language is crazy yeah you know? and so so like it's it, you know you hear her communicate but you don't you're not quite sure until like later when she starts talking about when she goes uh, to a quote hospital that's in the future so this is 16 years post bomb You've got, you still just have people who are stealing. It, I mean, pretty much what happens is the, the soldiers take over. Like, yeah. it, or or any kind of militia, anyone who has gunpowder pow, gun at this point. And you, and uh, so the baby has grown up and she's with her mom and her mom's dying. You can see the radiation sickness. And then they even talk about like, uh, we, you know, the nuclear war uh, fallout would not only like, you know, come down on Earth, but it would damage the ozone layer to create, uh, you know, uh, higher risk for cataracts, for skin cancer. And you could see the cataracts in her mom's eye and she's just gone. And you you get you get the idea that they're so accustomed to death that she's just like, oh, OK. And then she just walks away from her dead mother and that's it. Yeah. You know, and it was interesting. One of the facts stated in the movie was that there would be so many dead in the immediate area that it would be worthless to waste your energy to try to bury them all because one, you would be restricted from gasoline because gasoline would only be used for tractors, for farming, right. or, you know, and it's just fascinating the detail that went into it, like of, you know, the day after was like, you're going to live through this horror. And then at the end, you're just going to question, you know, is it worth living in, in this, you know, it's not worth living. Like it, yeah. everything is bad. Like everything. Cause, cause the bomb hits and you quickly see the people you've met die off. Yeah. And, um, apparently a lot of this, uh, stemmed from a, a document that the, the British government had put out about how to survive a nuclear war, <laughs> which was ridiculous. It's even parodied in an episode of the young ones. Oh they, yeah. I mean, they were, yeah, they were still mocking it. And, uh, and, and, and there was a documentary that preceded threads that was going to be about nuclear war that got banned by the BBC because they just, they said it was just too much. And I'm like, that was too much, but this fucking movie aired. Right. I was like, I yeah, yeah, it, it, it's and the movie has hadn't you haven't been able to find it for years, you know. Yeah, and uh, the, just they said it didn't replay until like two thousand four. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow! But the I mean the hard 
the harshest like it, it at times it's a montage but it's just a montage of horror yeah you know the 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 girl who's pregnant is wandering the streets looking you know uh, for food, for help, and like sees a woman who's cradling her obvious dead baby, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just a horrific scene because it gives her nightmares later, you know, about like, oh my God, what's going to happen to my baby? But her baby's born and and grows up and is just, you know, kind of has the broken English and then learns to be a survivor. But in the end, like she meets those two boys who are trying to steal her food. Like she has caught this rabbit and then I guess I kind of hooks up with them and they go and they return to one of the buildings where there was a dead body uh, that we had seen in early on and they had stolen stuff and they were taken off and one of the boys gets shot. And so she escapes with the other kid. I mean, I'm saying kid, they're like probably 16. Sure, sure. And and then the the guy rapes her. And so then she's alone and she's struggling to survive and she gets to what is a hospital, but it just looks like, uh, I mean, it still looks as bad as it did 16 years earlier with the bomb hit. Yeah. Just full of blood everywhere and just craziness. Yeah. It looked like something from like Resident Evil, you know, some, some sort of like dark deranged room with dried blood, nothing clean. And so she gets on this, uh, I guess they're bed springs. Cause there's no bed. It's just the springs that you see exposed and delivers the baby right then. Uh, <laughs> it's just so bloody and real. If that that was the weird part. It's so bloody and and then what about when her mom had given birth and then she ripped the umbilical cord with her teeth? That's crazy. Yeah, but so so at the end of the movie, she gives birth and uh, the the nurse or whoever hands the baby over to her and you just see this slow reveal of horror on her face. Ends with no scream, but you see her face starting to scream. Yeah, was, the baby's probably deformed, you know? Yeah, well, that, that was another fact that they said that uh, so much radiation in that area, the people that do live would start to have, uh, you know, uh, mutated babies and the mutations. I mean, <laughs> it's wild because, like, that, you know, stories like this were, you know, stuff that uh, Judge Dredd was about, you know, was like the mu- uh, the uh mutated uh the mutates that live out there while all the normal people lived in the mega cities and uh and i think this was appropriate to watch with the oppenheimer oppenheimer opening next weekend <laughs> yeah speaking of which i watched uh the day after trinity which was a documentary about oppenheimer from 1981 yeah. oh wow yeah it was pretty good man yeah. Okay. Yeah, Where'd yeah, you watch it on? Uh, Criterion. Okay. But you might be able to find it other places. It's called the Day After Trinity. But yeah, it was really, really good, man. Yeah. Uh, it looks like oh, it's on YouTube. Someone oh, okay. Posted it on YouTube. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I mean, I I just don't know if I I could watch that Oppenheimer movie knowing. I mean, it it just seems like he's pressured to build this death machine 
by the government. Well, he was Jewish, and uh, uh, he was so scared of what the Nazis were doing and they were building the bomb that, that it made him and a lot of the other Jews that were part of the program do everything they could to beat the Nazis to the bomb. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> just such heavy, heavy shit, man. Yeah, sure. Uh, I, I, I just, I don't know if I could watch. I mean, I always prefer the documentaries, but man, the fiction, I mean, you think about it, Oppenheimer really has created uh, a, a, a fiction genre of post-apocalyptic stories that we've now today, you know, just are normal in the zeitgeist because people are just like, oh, post-apocalyptic story. Oh, well, you know, well uh, all the zombies are all mutated uh, people from the bomb, you know? Well, you got you got viruses, you got bombs, you got. I mean, Mad Max was all like, if you watch the first uh, uh, Mad Max movie, it explains about the oil, uh, the oil wars and shit uh-huh. like that, and that's what brought it forward. Uh, there's just so many, you know. And I still, I, I, I went back and looked through like some of the post-apocalyptic stuff I had gone through, and like, did you read A Last Babylon in high school? No. Okay, that was one book we got assigned that was about, like, living in the post-apocalypse. It was just weird because I saw, like, this whole genre, and it started, like, in 1951 was, like, the first post-apocalyptic movie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you would think, well, in 1984 was kind of post-apocalyptic, too. Yeah, yeah. Did they ever explain how they got to that point? Is I, I I've seen the movie, but it's been not, a long time. Not really, not really, no. Yeah. Um. But uh, you know, war wars just kept kept happening. Yeah. You know, so it you just... would have thought America would have fucking learned from Russia being in Afghanistan in the eighties uh, to not fuck with the Middle East and send people over there and uh, and all the bullshit that we've done. Learn? Yeah, I know. What are you talking about? (laughs) I know our government's full of. You would think. uh, You would think Russia would learn from Vietnam. Exactly. So, so... I've always had this suspicion because of Putin's role in the KGB uh, and being during the Cold War that he always wanted to be the guy who was going to nuke America. We'll like that's see. always yeah we'll see it's not <laughs> over either, yet yeah someone's either gonna kill him or he will try to nuke someone and uh oh holy fuck yeah well, uh, it's not over yet yeah <laughs> uh, uh, uh so i saw uh uh 2046 it's a film uh, made in hong kong and it's uh, pretty weird. It's kind of like a about the future where you can go back and forth on this train to different uh, periods of time. It's really interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah. It says it's on uh, Amazon. Yeah. 
Yeah, I saw it on uh, on Criterion. Criterion. But yeah, it was really, really fucking good. Okay. Well, what have you been watching? I uh, I was I was looking at my list and I go, did did I talk about Ghostbusters Afterlife last time? Yeah. Okay, and then heavy metal and yeah, uh, the Wham documentary. Yeah, you're bringing last week's list. I, I know. I'm like looking at it and go, but I know I've watched other shit this week. And then I'm like, my list is that's it. So, uh, yeah. Okay. So then I watched a post, I watched threads and then I watched a Disney cartoon tangled. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I've been rewatching a ton of shit though. Cause so, uh, like I'm rewatching, uh, guardians volume three now again, cause, uh, the digital copies available. So it's out on plex. Oh, okay. Uh, I watched, uh, after Yang. After Yang. Really cool. It's a, it's a futuristic movie about, uh, this family that have, uh, this android who is like their little uh, girl's older brother and he's there to teach her about the uh, Chinese culture. And uh, she's adopted and the parents are uh, Colin Farrell and I forget the other, the woman's name, but it's pretty interesting, you know, because they're... Uh, uh, they're trying to get Yang stops working and they're trying to get him working again, but they can't. And, uh, because I mean, his warranty expired or something, you know, and, uh. but they, they find out that he has a spyware and they, at this, uh, technology museum, and uh, they uh, figure out a way to look at his memories. And oh, he, fuck. And it's cool how they zoom through his, like, uh, memory system and look at all the things he was seeing. But it's yeah, it had, really it cool has a good film. Past. Really yeah, cool like, film. Uh, like, uh, Haley Lou Richardson was in uh, White Lotus. Uh, Colin Farrell, uh, Jody Turner Smith. Uh, yeah. There's like, yeah. I mean, and it's wild because like, uh, look, it, it, I see, I see people posting reviews saying, "This is, you know, it's got like a three point seven. They go, "This is too low. This movie should be ranked a lot higher." No, it's for, no, I definitely recommend uh, watching yeah. it. Yeah, it's on Pluto, Tubi, Redbox, and even free on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely check it out, man. I think you will like it. And then I, I started watching Eli Roth presents the Legion of Exorcists. Oh, it's on uh, max. And okay. it, it's uh, basically a reality show. Well, I mean, it's exorcist. Uh, you <laughs> yeah. Know, it's as, rea it's as real as the uh, yeah, ghost shows. Yeah, yeah. So these exorcists they sit around and talk about all these stories of different exorcisms, and then they have a reenactment of them, and it's kind of fun, you know. I mean, I don't believe a fucking word of it, but the funny thing is, uh, <laughs> one of the exorcisms 
uh, is done via FaceTime. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, what? What the fuck? So he's like telling her to throw the 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 holy uh, water on the you know and just come on man this makes me want to think that they probably had exorcisms on 976 numbers back in the day <laughs> yeah 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 miss cleo would do it <laughs> miss cleo <laughs> and then i watched ai artificial intelligence spielberg uh, yeah i never yeah. seen it before it was pretty oh. good yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's a weird hybrid of a Kubrick Spielberg movie. It's like it feels like a Kubrick, yeah, Kubrick movie is, until the end. Well, Kubrick started making it, yeah, and uh, he died, and uh, uh, Spielberg took over. So yeah, it, pretty cool. Yeah, I really like that movie. I just uh, it just definitely has two different tones in it. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, the first part and the second part, you know. Uh, then I started watching a show on Max called Full Circle. And uh, it's this new show, and it's directed by Steven Soderbergh. It's really good. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, this has a fucking home run cast. Yeah, definitely check it out, man. Uh, but I it's about a kidnapping, though. Right. Yeah, but but I'm not gonna give any spoilers away, so definitely worth checking out. It's kind how, of interesting. How many episodes? Uh, well, uh, it's just coming out, so I've only seen one. Oh, I think okay. there might be two now. I mean, you got Claire Danes, Timothy Oliphant, Zazzy Beats, CCH Pounder, Dennis Quaid. I mean, it just fucking yeah, goes Yeah, it's a really good cast and, uh, you know, a good director. Definitely worth checking out. Oh, it says there's six episodes. And then I, uh, I watched uh, The Burning from 1981. Oh, wow. Dude, Jason Alexander. It, it, Jason Alexander and Holly Hunter's first film. And it has Mark Ratner, the guy from Fast Times. Yes, I did just watch this. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember this because I was like, Jason Alexander has a full head of hair. And yeah. It really is weird. Yeah, it was before he did his McDLT commercial, I think. <laughs> yeah, and Ratner's in it uh, from Fast Times. And I think this is true. Ratner created the Dummies books. Is that? Do you I know that bit of history? I, I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. I bought a bunch of the Dummies books. Uh, no, I can't confirm. But but this was the se second Miramax film, um, and, oh, and right. the first one that wasn't a concert film. You know, so this is how how the asshole got his start. Yeah, yeah, I we watched that this week, and it was just. Uh, it was more of like, oh, yeah, there's, a, you know, you just recognize yeah. Fisher Stevens pops up in it. There's like a lot of people in it. Yeah. It's like the summer camp 
uh, horror film. I mean, yeah, it was, just... it was it was you know pretty pretty fun, not too bad. Yeah, but uh, then this morning I rewatched Better Off Dead, one of my favorite all time all time movies. Gee, Ricky, I'm sorry your mom blew up. $2. Uh, $2. It also has a brief moment with with one of my uh, early crushes, uh, E.G. Daly. Oh, yeah, when she's singing. Yeah, because she sings the the lead song in there. And and, uh, Diane Franklin. Loved her. She's in this. She's in Last American Virgin. Yep. She's in uh, Bill and Ted. She's the, <laughs> the one of the princesses that they go back in time for. But yeah. they could never do this movie again. Like I like no it just no the suicide. Can't talk about suicide. The suicide making fun of it. You can do it. Yeah, yeah. Because it was just. Uh, it's so sad that like some topics are are just taboo now that sure. we're like it's it's like people don't want to talk about problems and and suicide is so huge now it's because it's a fucking sad world <laughs> well uh yeah but, but it was really fun watching it again and i love the the animation uh burgers with uh, uh van halen song you know yeah well St- savage steve holland uh, the 2D animation in that he did all of that. Uh, he's also the guy who uh, created the whammies. Yep. On uh, Pressure Luck. Yep. Um, and, and we, I also have some news. All right. Uh, so, uh, uh, looks like uh, they're going to. So Nathan Fillion is going to be in the Superman Legacy. Yes. I think he's going to be what Guy Gardner. Yes. Guy Gardner is a, I'm not going to say he's a great Green Lantern, but he's an asshole who's a Green Lantern. And it, uh, there's a few stories that explain why he's an asshole, but he has one of the, the, uh, the rings of power or the, one of the Green Lantern rings. But he has like this ch- this chili bowl haircut. Uh-huh. I hope they give him the haircut. Oh, they I, will. But what's wild is for for a while when uh, I thought that they were going to put Guy Gardner in a movie, I wanted to see Bill Burr because Bill Burr is Guy Gardner. He can play that with just a shift of his personality. Sure. And after him doing uh, what he did in Star Wars, like he was really good in Andor. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, or, wait a minute, in uh, Mandalorian. He was great in uh, Breaking Bad, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it's so wild to see comedians, like, show up in great roles like that. And uh, Bill Burr is a guy who always makes me laugh. Oh, He's yeah. always doing edgier comedy than most people. And uh, I think he's going to make a great guy, Gardner. I'm super excited. It's one of the... In the comics, uh, there's a Justice League run where Guy Gardner's part of that team, and he and him and Batman are constantly at odds, and 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 Batman just knocks him the fuck out one time because he's just tired of his shit. <laughs> and uh, also, uh, 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 well, Anthony uh, Kerrigan from Barry, 
Noho Hank. Yes, he's going to be playing uh, Metamorpho. Yes, he's already played a DC villain. Uh, in Gotham, he played Zaz, who is a serial killer in Gotham who uh, marks his body for every kill he gets. And uh, when you meet him in Gotham, he's just beginning. So he just starts to have all the scars in the comics. He's covered head to toe. So it's always this cool look. They've only done Zaz one other time and they, and they did it in the birds of prey movie. Uh-huh. And he was pretty great in that, the guy that played him in that, but no ho Hank, man. Fuck. Yeah. 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 He's great. And very, uh, Oh, um, uh, both Asteroid City and Oppenheimer are going to be on Peacock later. Okay, good. Yeah, I, I'm getting mixed reviews on Asteroid City. Are you reading anything good? Um, I'm hearing mixed too, but I'm going to watch it. You know. I'm, oh yeah, yeah. And and I'm I'm oddly going to compare Tom Hanks and Bill Murray now that I know that uh, he replaced him in that because I'm curious to see what kind of character uh, he had going in this. Oh, uh, do you remember what we're watching next week? Oh, shit. Yeah, I think I said, um, oh, yeah, because I got this box set in. I don't, Shelby got this box set in from this director that I'd never heard of, but he had done this, uh, there's one film in there called Mako the Killer Shark. Oh, yeah, you told me about that. And it's because of, or Mako the Jaws of Death. And uh, it's because the story, (laughs) the the premise goes, a man learns that he has mystical connection with sharks. And I said, let's watch this. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Because it came out in 76, you know, obviously, uh, you know, trying to compete with Jaws. But uh, the director, William Greffe, Mm -hmm. does a lot of exploitation films. Uh, and Shelby happened, got a box set that came into half price books and we can borrow stuff from there. So I'm going to go through all of them. But if you look at his films, he's got like a lot of wild, like drug films, uh, just every level of exploitation. If I find another one, that's pretty great. I'll, uh, I'll recommend it. But I thought, but Mako is the full movies on YouTube. Uh, okay. And uh, so, I'm, I'm so just curious to see what the fuck this is. So we're going to watch it next week? Yeah, let's watch that next week. Because okay. I feel like that's a little lighter than the uh, all the death we saw this week. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, uh, we'll see everybody next week on the show. Yeah, see ya. All right, see you later, bud.